0: Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spooky Sundays radio show with your hosts Anne Rekovic and...
2: Yes, Renata Daniel. <laughs> happy Easter, everyone! Happy
1: Easter! I hope the Easter bunny pooped out lots of chocolates for you because we know that's what it's all about. Yes, uh, we all forget the other parts of it, and yes, um, so, yeah, no, yeah. we won't go there. We're no. just not going, Whatever your belief system is, we wish you uh, a happy, long, long
2: weekend. <laughs> yes, that is true. Stay yeah. safe. Yeah. Did you have a good day, Renata? Yes. What'd you do? I did. I ate lots of food. Yep. Spent time with the family. Yep. Saw my beautiful grandson. Yep. Yeah. Have you eaten any chocolate? A- absolutely none. No, neither have I. Not one. Because, no. yeah, well,
1: I have to say, Sarah saved the day. She bought an, an Easter egg for Roman and I to share. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have got nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let, let me guess. You got nothing? No, no, It was, wasn't even a consideration. But no my, one got anything. My daughter did do my hair for me, so <clears throat> on, my, my roots are all now covered up, so I'm not grey like you anymore. <laughs> hey, well, at least I'm admitting I'm grey. Oh, look, you're just you're full of compliments. I am because you gave me your disease. Oh. I look, I came out of the studio, I was really good during the show last week, but then it got to just before ten o'clock, and I started to go, oh, I don't feel real good. And it was around. It was exactly a week before that 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 happened to you. Yep. And it, it's been nasty. Whatever it is. Yep. It's a nasty one. It's very nasty. Uh, so yeah, I think what happened to me last night as I um, went and ran the ghost to so you could grand sit, grand grand sit, <laughs> babysit James. Yeah. Um, and I was just a little over enthusiastic with my energy, running up and down all those stairs and. Yeah, I was a bit wiped today. Mm. And then, of course, we have the whole family come over for a barbecue, which is always a hoot, with the three grandkids running up and down the hallway, screaming their heads off. Mm. They're actually good kids. I hope you guys had a good one. I hope um, you, you did something you really enjoyed to do. Uh, but... Now it's some ghost stories and paranormal adventures and spirits and demons. We've got to say demons because that's the, the trending word. That's right. Put demons into everything for your uh, SEO. hmm Right, yep. yes. Now, Renata, have you got a
2: story for us tonight? I do. I always have a story of the week. And this one comes from Texas in the US of A. Texas has a whole house in it.
1: <laughs> Sorry, that was a musical I was in. And I played the lead role, I'd just like to say.
2: <laughs> so, the headline is Couple move twice to escape aggressive spirits as CCTV show objects moving Uh-oh Nick Summers, 36, from Abilene, Texas Believes an entity latched onto him after his heart stopped three times Following a work accident, leaving his wife Kinsey too scared to sleep in her own oh, house darling Oh, a couple claim they have been forced to flee two homes to escape an aggressive spirit, haunting them after the husband had a near death experience, as CCTV shows pens and TVs moving on their own. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, Now, Nick Summers uh, believes an entity has latched onto him, yeah, and Kinsey couldn't sleep in the house anymore, so she's been forced to sleep in hotels. Footage from a camera set up to capture their ordeal shows the previously motionless pen dramatically rolling across the coffee table while the couple sit watching TV.
1: A dramatically rolling pen is demonic. A dramatically
2: rolling yes, pen. Absolutely demonic. Get right. that SEO happening. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, another video appears to show a spoon spin around in a coffee cup. Oh, no, it's the
1: spinning spoon of while the demons. Nick
2: sits on the sofa with his dog, and a third captures the couple's TV falling from the wall without explanation. Duh. The rig worker claims he and Nurse Kinsey were driven out of one home in June last year after Nick saw the ghost of a girl in the living room Mm. he says he has made contact with the entity using a spirit box in inverted commas available at ozparatech.com a device that is like an electronic Ouija board. What? <laughs> where people what? What instructions have they been reading? Where people try to contact spirits. It's a radio scanner. Sorry, you're not just, that I know you're ruining anything. you the story.
1: So, no, sorry, I'll pull my head in.
2: And communicated with a ghost named Dusty. Hello, Dusty. Nick says the next day, that could it just... It could may not have been a name. It may have been that the floor was dusty or oh, the okay. furniture was dusty. And it they, was the they, orbs. I don't know. Uh, Nick says the next day the ceiling mysteriously collapsed. Now he says they get through up to 20 light bulbs a month as they keep blowing. I'm assuming the, the light <laughs> Hey,
1: you went there before me for a change. It
2: did go through my mind and I just went, you know what, I'm going to try and keep it PG till (laughs) after Uh, nine, but thank you, Renata. You're welcome. The pair moved to a new house three miles away where they claim the activity has cranked up as Nick hears his name being yelled in his own voice. Yeah, that's the drugs. Nick from Abilene <laughs> cold Nexus. As
1: medications.
2: US said, my house is pretty intense. We've had to move from two houses and this entity has followed us and we're moving again in a few weeks. In both houses, I have to change 14 to 20 light bulbs per month because they pop out. Boom. It's insane. In the last house, the intensity got so bad, a coffee cup slid out of a stand and hit me. The sink would not turn on. The sink. The sink would not turn on. But the, I was—I thought it was taps that turn well, on. It's the, probably a tap. That's oh, it might be the big. sink thing that chews up the garbage. I was getting hit with bottle caps, and I would go into the kitchen, and all the cupboards would be open, like in a movie. Yeah, I do that. I the, forget to shut. The, <laughs> the creepiest thing that ever happened was we saw a shadow the size of a fridge come. <laughs> yeah, that could have been me too. <laughs> come out of a bedroom. I shouldn't laugh. Down the hall, stop in front of us and go up into the ceiling. Oh. Kinsey went and stayed in a hotel because she didn't want to stay in the house. Kinsey would be home alone and she'd hear tapping, but not on the windows or the doors. It would be on the couch. She would get bugged out and didn't want to be home alone. Uh, One morning I woke up and I just felt that someone was in the house. I told Kinsey to stay in bed and went into the living room and saw a female spirit. He's two-timing. It was the most detailed, scary experience of my life. She looked nine or ten. Her outline was vibrating and there was a (laughs) blue light around her. She was wearing floral pink pyjamas like our grandmas used to wear. Oh, the nice flannel ones. Oh, the flannel. Oh, I used to love my flannel flannel jammies. She was looking out the window and then she evaporated. I screamed to Kinsey that I'd just seen a ghost in the house. Kinsey, you just saw a ghost. I tried to make contact. I asked their name. They said Dusty. Yeah, your asked, house is dusty. It, I asked if they wanted us to stay in the house and it started laughing. <laughs> The next day, the ceiling caved in. Boom. It was an eight-foot circle and no one could tell us why. Because water puddles form circles when they they find that weakest point and they'll pool there in a circle. I'm not done yet. Oh, sorry. The story's not done. We were super happy to move. I'm not really scared of ghosts, but it catches me by surprise. Nick says when he moved to his current house, activity cranked up a notch and the couple are already arranging to move somewhere new. Nick said after a month of living here, things started cranking up a notch again. Uh, I got cameras to catch it on camera cameras to catch it on camera yep. well that's a clever person i see there. <laughs> i see orbs all the time oh, that yeah. hang out and separate into two oh, oh, that, the, you know, that's, that's 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 triggered me that's the
1: that's, um that's the,
2: the thing of life where that cell starts as one and splits oh. into two they're gonna have a baby ghost my tv has been ripped off the wall the spoon moving the pen rolling my name is called in the house at least three times per week oh i hear hey nick in my own voice, and I get goosebumps. It's a totally different ball game. Kinsey doesn't want me doing investigations in the house because it gets so bad. Fair enough. Things go missing and move around. My bedroom doors lock themselves like someone is inside. It's crazy. I crazy. think we have an aggressive spirit. I don't think it's a demon because they re- they're really rare. Poltergeists totally. are more common. He's a genius. Nick took up paranormal investigating as a hobby in 2019 Mm -hmm. after an accident at work where his heart stopped three times and he had to learn to walk again. He believes he may have formed a connection with the afterlife because of the near-death experience and suspects the spirit latched onto him when investigating an abandoned hospital. Oh, that's possible. Nick said, I started going to abandoned mansions, hotels and hospitals. There's a hospital in town that's been abandoned (gasps) since the 1940s. I'm just jealous. That's when everything started happening to me at my house. Everything got cranked up actively wise after that. I got hurt on the oil rig when a 300-pound bit of machinery fell 50 foot and hit me. Do people get get hurt on oil rigs ever? I would say yes. Wow. That would have killed him. I broke 27 bones in my back, collapsed my right lung, and had my head super glued. They do that with wounds. Right, I had three blood transfusions and had to relearn how to walk. I died three times, so I don't know if it made me easy to see. They said the only reason I I only survived is because I'm a bodybuilder. I got into investigations and exploring because my physio told me to find a new hobby. (laughs) It's going to be so much
1: safer than being on an oil rig.
2: Oh, dear, you poor soul. Well, there you go, Nick. She's 36 years old. He's looked death in the face. Yep. It's awakened him to the other side. Mm-hmm. And obviously the other side has awakened to him. Yep. Oh, look, there's Nick with his super glued head. <laughs> <laughs> and but, we're, we're going to talk to him now. But if you think about the case,
1: um, the the logic of the case and the things that they've reported, uh, I've forgotten what I was going to say now, Renata, and you're sculling tea. My brain is just awful this week. It's been awful with this thing you gave me um they, they, they've moved several times trying to get away from it haven't yeah, they yeah and we know why they've they've still got it
2: yeah because it's not the houses that are haunted no it's him it's him but he knows like they, or her they know that there is uh, a, a spirit following around so but why do they move it's yeah What's well, the point yeah.
1: of moving if they know that well, the Spirit is following them?
2: Well, the first house, the, in, in the first house, the roof, roof fell. Yeah, so in, they had to move. So they moved. Um, in the second house, all the lights kept blowing out. Mm-hmm. Um, in the third house, I don't know, it makes a good story. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I,
1: I just have <clears> to pick those things to pieces. But it does sound like he is having some sort
2: of spiritual awakening or connection. Mm-hmm. But it, it sounds like she is too. Uh, no, I think she's just scared. She I think he has changed so much since the accident. She's just scared. Well, an
1: accident like that would change you. Absolutely. If it would change your whole viewpoint and on life. he have a and brain
2: injury now that he's dealing with as well. Yeah, this is true. So is it real? Poor or darling. Is, it, is she seeing it as well? I don't uh, – it doesn't say that she's seeing it. It's just saying yeah. that um, – Sorry,
1: I, I'm expecting to be an expert now because I've, I'm asking you all these questions. I feel like I'm on the True Hauntings podcast now. Yeah,
2: no, he's, see, he's playing around with going to um, uh, abandoned places and things and yeah. using a spirit box and everything. So I reckon he's freaked her out completely. Yeah, she's freaked
1: out because of that.
2: Yeah, and um, he should just be leaving well enough and alone at the moment and just getting well. Yeah. Look, we're going to head off to a song uh, And
1: when we come back It's going to be the ABC of Superstitions And this week we're looking at
0: vampires We'll be back after this one Spooky Sundays With Anne and Renata On Newcastle Live
1: Ooh, there's a big roar at the end of that Did you hear that big roar? That was the crowd cheering us on, Renata it's nice. either that or I was moving my microphone stand into place and it mm. could have been that sound because mm-hmm. I realised it was up above my head. <laughs> oh, <Oop>, danana. <laughs> anyway, we've got some exciting news about our UK trip. Yes, we do. And uh, one of our beautiful followers had recommended that we reach out to a little bit of a famous person mm-hmm. mildly famous.
2: Slightly famous. Well, infamous? No, he's famous. Come on, tell us who it is. Uh, it's Richard Felix. Yes. And he's he was the historian and uh, paranormal investigator from Most Haunted.
1: Yes.
2: Most Haunted. Yes. And what has he bought? Oh, he's bought a jail, as you do. As you do. Uh, and uh, we are going to investigate the Derby Jail. Derby Jail. So the part of it that is uh, open for investigations and for private investigations, um, because there are two parts of it. Actually, we're, we're not going into the bigger one, unfortunately, unless we can twist his arm. We're going into the oh, smaller Oh, we might one. have
1: to whisper sweet nothings in his oh, ear. Yes. But we're going to do... Derby Jail on the True Hauntings podcast, mm-hmm. and we're going to inv- uh, get the stories behind it and the the hauntings. So we better not pull it to pieces too much, or he might not let us in. No. Uh, but um, the, normally the jails have a good history anyway. Yes, but I think it's it's because he loves his history and he is a historian. It's going to be really important that we've got our facts straight. Mm, I'm using his facts, so ah, well, fine. Well, that case, we can't go wrong, <laughs> we can we? We can't go
2: wrong. I'm using his facts.
1: Anyway, just Renata and I will be locked in that jail from 7pm at night until 7am the next morning. I don't know if we're going to stay what? the whole night. Oh, what could go wrong? <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. What could go wrong here? Well, you and I are in the location, so just about anything. <laughs> Oh. Especially if you say the F word. Oh. You know what happens when you say that word and you just
2: liber- liberally sprinkle, sprinkle it that, around. Yeah, I sprinkle that poop around all the time. Look, you know, we bought back
1: a um, little... Token a nod to the F's. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the little winged creatures. We're not using the, the F swear word. It's the little winged creatures that cause issues. Um, and I, we bought one. Was we thought it was going to appease them if we bought this little one home in the jar with us. I reckon that could be the trouble. I think they want me to let them out. Mm-hmm. I think I need to pull the cork on that mm-hmm. and let them out. Do, things could get worse. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> you have to bring the milk and honey. Okay. Are they okay with almond milk? <laughs> no. No. What about mouldy whipped cream? Oh, Would that be no, okay? No? no. I'll bring some honey over. Oh, I've got honey. It's the milk that's the problem. All right. ABC of superstitions. I need Bonnie to do me up a, a little tag. No, music. you're up to V. No.
2: Oh, you're no. You're such a
1: party pooper. <laughs> Vampires. What now, now, listeners out there? What have you heard in mythology about the superstitions associated with the vampires? Look, there's so many that I ended up having to just sort of cull it down a little bit because there was um, different countries. Although I did save one, mm-hmm. the Polish one. Oh, cool. I thought you'd. Have we're to big you on that. vampires? Yep, and the the fact that we're both married to Polish husbands and. Renata is Polish as well. Um, I'm just being adopted by them. Anyway, so let me go on and tell you the superstitions associated with the vampires. Go ahead. In Eastern Europe, yes, vampires are said to have two hearts or two souls. Since one heart or one soul never dies, the vampire remains, Undead. How's mm-hmm. oh, that for a bit of logic? Interesting. I'm not sure if I really understand it, but you know. Um, now to become a vampire apparently in Transylvania. We've been there. Yeah. <laughs> we can say that. We can say that. <laughs> we have been to Transylvania. We have. And we tried to get a tattoo, but that's another whole story. <laughs>
2: oh, that's dead,
1: yeah. We we do have the uh, photograph of our self drawn tattoos because nobody would tattoo the old ladies. <laughs> true. That's the first time I faced ageism <laughs> in my life and I was mortified. So we made the most of it. We got
2: angry. We, we did. did. We are going to find did. every tattoo shop in freaking wherever it was.
1: Brush, brush off? Brush off.
2: Yeah. It was a brush off as well.
1: <laughs> Food was good though. Anyway, in Transylvania, criminals, bastards, witches, magicians, excommunicated people, those born with teeth... Or a call and unbaptized children, the seventh son of the seventh son, are all doomed to become vampires. There you go. You got a lot of vampires over there. Yep, you do. Now, how can you detect a vampire? This smell. Any, any person who does not eat garlic or who expresses a distinct oh. aversion to garlic is suspect.
0: Oh.
1: Renata Daniel, are you a vampire? Oh, You don't like garlic. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. It makes me very ill. Yes, now we know why. Renata is a vampire, everyone. <laughs> oh. All right. Vampires sometimes strike people dumb. No, this is not intelligence. Mm-hmm. It means you can't talk. Mm-hmm. They can steal one's beauty and strength or milk from nursing mothers. So obviously a vampire has stolen my beauty. Um, and we'll have to tell Claire to be very careful Yes, not to not to steal mother's milk. And congratulations to Isaac and Claire on beautiful little uh, Att- Atticus. Atticus. <gasps> Baby boy's born. Oh, he's here. Um, right, Romania. Been there. Peasants believe that the vampires and other spectres meet on St Andrew's Eve at a place where the cuckoo doesn't sing and the dog does not bark. Mm. At the back. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that a pub? (laughs) Is that a pub called St Andrew's Eve? I don't know. That's an odd one. That's a a saint's day. Now, vampires are frightened by the light. So one must build a good fire to ward them off and torches must be lit and placed outside the houses. Mm, No, it's sunshine, I thought. Even if you lock yourself up in your home, you are not safe from the vampire since they can enter through chimneys and keyholes. Oh, God, that's good. They must be skinny. Therefore one must rub the chimney and keyholes with garlic. (laughs) Just a whack of clove in there, you'll be fine. And the windows and the doors as well. And God the smell in that house. Oh Oh. no, wait, wait. The farm animals should also be rubbed with garlic. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. what I do when I'm about to eat them. (laughs) Stop! (laughs) You rub them with a bit of garlic and rosemary and yum yum. Oh, I hate you. (laughs) I (laughs) know. Anyway, now another way to uh, stop a a vampire is you spread thorns or poppy seeds on the paths leading to the village from the churchyard. Because I assume they're coming up from the ground of the churchyard. Since the vampire... Must stop to pick up every one of them. He may be delayed so that he cannot reach the village before sunrise when he must return to the grave. And they go sizzle, sizzle, pop. No,
2: nah, that's, that's rubbish. That's rubbish. But Renata. No, we eat poppy seed cake. No, no. No, 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 no. It's, it's on Sesame Street. What? The the Count. Oh,
0: Okay.
1: Dracula, yep. Yep. the, 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 the mm-hmm. count. He has yeah. to count all the time. Yeah, See, that's proof if it's on Sesame Street. Right. If you take a large black dog yes. and paint an extra set of eyes on its forehead with white paint, <laughs> apparently this upsets the vampires. <laughs> it <and> would upset <laughs> them. It alienates them. Oh. oh, there's some funny ones in here. Um, all right, <coughs> now just to make sure Shall that. We
2: come back and, and. Oh, do you want some more?
1: Because yes. really, I yes. haven't got to yes. the best ones yet. Yes. All right.
0: Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata.
1: And don't we love a little bit of spooky chat, Renata? We love it. Especially when the ghosties are talking to us. And we've just had some news coming through.
2: Yes, yes. Um, So I uh, noticed on um, a page earlier before we came in tonight that uh, the wonderful Rex Gilroy has passed away. Now, Rex was a champion of everything um, cryptid uh, in Australia. He uh, was one of those first... People who really went for it and um, wrote books and shared his discoveries. He had plaster
1: molds of big
2: foot. He um, just was in it. Yeah, and um, yeah, great advocate for the cryptid uh, world. Uh, and yes, sadly, he has passed away.
1: Big loss to the community there. Mm. So uh, our condolences go out to him and his, well, not to him, but to his family. Yes. And uh, to all those <coughs> people who are big uh, supporters. Yes. Um, but I'd feel that's sort of inappropriate <laughs> to go on to a vampire story now after that. Mm. Uh, but we look, we've got some uh, information. What do we call these things again? Texts. Text messages that have come through. Mm -hmm. Um, Who was first today? I have to have a quick look to see. That one was at 3.41 and that one was at 7.30. Oh, No. 1013. So our first award goes to Catherine, Xena Warrior Princess. Hey, Catherine. Uh, thank you very much. And followed hot on the heels by Becca Lee. Was that Becca Lee that was we saw in the photo? Yes, oh she my, looked gorgeous. Did you scrub up pretty good, Becca Lee? Wow. Uh, Happy Easter, spooky Sundays. Just been catching up on all your incredible content. Thank (coughs) you. Really enjoyed watching the Timu unboxing, and your (coughs) podcast are one of my favorite parts of the week. Oh, thank you, gorgeous. Yes, we have started doing some Timu unboxing, um, which was just a little bit of a a fun thing to do. And (coughs) it took off. (coughs) It took off. (laughs) Coffee, this is not good. Okay. <laughs> it took off and we're just about to hit four point eight eight k uh, And if you're not aware of what a Tmu unboxing is, some of you may have heard of Shein, S-H-E-I-N, Shine Shein. Uh, never know how to say it properly. Well, this is the competition coming in. And I've been watching the videos in uh, on YouTube in America and Canada. I said, Renata, we should do this just as a hoot. It was be a bit of fun, so we we did an order and it arrived and we put it up on YouTube and we were just gobsmacked. It went it went crazy because mm. uh, nobody else had heard T-Mill here in Australia, and it's got to the point they've actually reached out to us and asked us to do um, a. a special video for them mm-hmm. and you you guys will be getting a discount if you yeah, buy something yeah so you yeah. get a 30 percent discount using our code which is a winner winner chicken
2: dinner all around there <laughs> that's not the code by the way that's, don't no, you, no. So no.
1: <laughs> i can look it up and find it for you but uh it is on the last two videos i did put it down in the comments on the ah, team okay. so it's already yeah. up there um but, yeah, it's, it's fun. Now, we do have to warn you there will be no Diary of a Ghost Hunter this week. We feel that we did the show on Easter Sunday, so we're giving ourselves a little break from the recording. Um, and we've both been crooks, so we just need to have that little little rest there. But Catherine had a question for us before I finish off the vampires. Uh, do you think less is more when investigating with equipment?
0: <laughs> I that, don't think I
2: can answer you this you one. See, no, that's a hard one <laughs> to ask someone who sells the stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I think you can really divert your attention by just concentrating on equipment. Uh, And again, it will depend on how much time you have on a location. Um, Often locations are very strict with time limits. I mean, if you can have um, all night or sort of as much time as you want, that's a whole different thing. But... You know, when you have a small period of time and, and you're, you're juggling everything to try and record and do this and that and setting up stuff and everything, you can trip over it all. And I think one thing sort of just um, doesn't often complement another and they interfere with each other and you go, well, you know, let's try and sort this out so that it's it's still a meaningful thing. Um, I think sometimes some people overinvest to begin with. Um, I mean, we've got a fair stock, and that's because you're here. We've got a fair stock of, of stuff, which is fabulous. Um, but sometimes you've just got to also give time to sit and be in the environment and just absorb it. Uh, My
1: concern is some people get obsessed with one item and will base their whole investigation on that one item. For example, we were watching a YouTube video where they walked around with the spirit talker all night and that was their investigation. Yeah. And that shocked me, really shocked (coughs) me. It was fascinating,
2: but... They were also led by the spirit talker as well. Yes, they were. So there was very little conversation that was led by them. My take on this
1: is what are you trying to achieve when you are going on an investigation? (coughs) If you are going on an investigation just to be in the moment and to sit in the environment, which would be my golden ticket, just to sit there and observe and talk to them without gadgets i would actually love to do that uh but that's dead boring for anyone who follows us they they want to see what we are seeing they want to experience what we are seeing um and if there's a vibration they would like to see some lights that flash to show there's been a vibration so we would need equipment to show changes of environment because we work with cameras but do you want to capture proof of the paranormal? Then, for Therefore, you will need equipment. You need recording devices. Uh, but it takes on a different slant on how you're investigating then. You have some people who are psychics and mediums who will just go in and investigate by going, I sense and feel that there is someone there. I see someone over there. But that is only a very subjective experience. Yeah. Only they are experiencing that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So... What do you want to achieve? This is when people say to me, what equipment should I start out with? I just say to them, what do you want to achieve? Mm -hmm. Do you want evidence? Therefore, you need recording devices. Do you want um, to work out the science of what is a ghost? Then you're going to need devices that will show you changes of uh, environmental conditions. Um, Do you want to be psychic medium? Uh, Therefore, you need nothing but uh, go in with a pen and paper and write it down. Or do you want to use ITC, instrumental transcommunication, modern technology, to try and converse directly with the others To get intelligent responses. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Sounds like I had a good cup of coffee then, didn't it? (laughs) Oh no, don't be sorry, Catherine. No, don't be sorry at all. I was just having a little giggle because I'm one of these people that would happily go without any equipment whatsoever and I sell the stuff. (laughs) So, yeah, that was more amusement than anything. So, as you can hear, we're still coughing and carrying on a little bit. I think uh, we've got a question here. What are some of your favourite full moon rituals? Uh, love listening to your show every night. Thanks, Sasha. Uh, full moon rituals,
2: what do you like to do? Uh, look, um, I know that um, one thing that I literally always do, is um, one night on the full moon. Um, she which, takes all which, her clothes <laughs> and runs around the block naked. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, I, I actually read a joke, something like that, in... Um, on, online and they said, if you want to get rid of a ghost, just take all your clothes off and wander around the house for a couple of days and it'll disappear. Oh, that's why <laughs>
1: we've got no ghosts in our house because my husband does that
2: all the time. Um, but I do like to go outside and just, just look at it, just be in... In the energy of a full moon, it's always been something that's intrigued me. I like to go and set my intentions. I just go and stand on the back deck, and I put my face
1: up into the moonlight, and I, um, I'm basically telling myself what my goals are. Hmm. But you say it in a way that it's, it's,
2: this is it. This is not, not later on. This is right now. Yeah. Yeah. But no, nothing super special. I used to do uh, lots of different things years and years ago. You do but make some of your spell jars and things <coughs> I like do. that on a full moon. I do.
1: I do. So you do some of your work.
2: Yeah, I did. I actually made some a couple of days ago. There you go. <laughs> All
1: right, look, let's get on with the song and then we'll come back
2: and <coughs> answer some more
1: questions and we'll hopefully get to the rest Finished of these.
2: vampire thing, Yeah. Oh, okay, well, we've got more questions. We've got
1: to look after our people. We can do both.
0: Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle
1: Live. <laughs> Renata. Alright, do we have any more questions there? Or do you want to hear a little bit more on the vampires? Um...
2: <clears throat>
1: Let me throw another one at yes, you while you're yes. uh, looking for the next question. So this is the superstitions of cat, uh, cats. Superstitions of vampires for those people who weren't listening earlier. A cat... Is the next one a cat or another evil animal? A cat, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. A cat or another evil animal, yes, cats can be evil, I, I will admit that. Um, jumps or flies over someone's dead body before it's buried, or if the shadow of a man falls upon the corpse, the deceased may become a vampire, just like that. If the dead body is reflected in a mirror. Now, remember they, carry, they cover up mirrors? Yes. Um, the reflection helps the spirit to leave the body and become a vampire. Now, this was one of my favourite ones. One of the most common ways of locating a vampire was to choose a boy or a girl Young enough to be a virgin, and seat such a person on a horse of a solid colour, so they have to be no no other markings, so like just all white, all brown, all black, which also needs to be a virgin and has never stumbled. Oh. So you need a virgin horse that's never stumbled. Oh. The horse <laughs> was led through the cemetery and over all of the graves uh, with the said virgin on top of them and if it refused to pass over a grave a vampire was thought to lie within so you know what they'd do they'd dig them up and they'd stick a a stake through their heart oh
2: dear Mm, a bit rough any more questions there? Uh, yes Big Byron says do you think it's disrespectful to investigate in a cemetery? (sighs) oh It's a hairy one, that one. Yeah, look, from the public's perspective, I'd say yes. Um, And I'm going to stay in that thought (laughs) because, uh, oh, we get so much trouble investigating cemeteries. Not so much overseas. No, it's okay overseas. Yeah, here, yeah, cemeteries are a bit dicey. Wouldn't do that. Um, I try and stay very, very clear of um, anything that is. kind of less than (coughs) 60 or 70 years old. Um, If I'm going to go to a spot, I'll try and go to the oldest places, the oldest burials on site Mm -hmm. um, because they're the ones that really interest me Um, because it's history. So um, I would go and have a look uh, at that, we tend to go onto cemeteries to lay flowers or to pay our respects more than anything else. Um, yeah, it's
1: look. I when I started out, I used to go to cemeteries. I went to organise tours at cemeteries. Used to run some at yeah, cemeteries. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is that there are family members that are still around that may take offense to ghost hunters no matter how respectful we are um, going to where their loved ones are mm. and being necromancers and trying to bring them back from wherever their peaceful place is mm-hmm. to talk to you mm-hmm. <coughs> and it's it's more a misunderstanding I think on the the people who are grieving um, on what we're doing but It's disrespectful to the families who find that upsetting. That's Mm -hmm. what I would say it would be. I think an old cemetery where there's uh, no people that are still going and visiting or the people that are are still there are totally okay with you going in there Mm -hmm. and doing your thing, Mm -hmm. Um, that's fine. But you just have to be mindful of the people who still have family there that it still tears at their heart that their loved ones have gone yeah. and they don't want you mucking with them.
2: Yep. Yep. Totally understandable.
1: Got any other questions? No. Oh, okay.
2: I've vampires. Got, I've
1: got more vampires. <laughs> uh, all right. Usually the tomb of a vampire, this is how you spot them, you see, has one or more holes roughly the size through which a serpent could be. Pass. Uh, oh, mm. Guess who that's coming mm. in to visit? Mm, mm, mm. Mm. All right. So you know that uh, the ways to kill a vampire. What's that way, Renata? Mm. Steak through the heart. Oh, very good. Is
2: that rump or is it sirloin? or Angry angry Angus. (laughs) Angry Angus. I knew you said Angus. Robert White says he wanted to know steak through the
1: heart. Oh, right, okay. So, see, Robert, you and I are on the same wavelength. A big happy birthday to Robert and to Amy, who are our grand bars. Hope you had a wonderful day. Uh well, so but when you drive the stake through the heart of a vampire you have to put it into the earth to hold him securely to his grave. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be right down through. Now the stake should be ma- made from a wild rose bush. Mm. A wild rose bush is not going to be very sturdy before. or an ash or asp Tree ASP. Uh, some areas, red hot iron rather than wood is used for the stake, and the vampire's body should be burned or else reburied at the crossroads. I've not heard that one before. Mm-mm. Oh. If a vampire is not found and rendered harmless, it first kills all members of its immediate family, then starts on the other inhabitants of the village and its animals. Hence, the reason you've got to rub in all in garlic. garlic yep, 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 so yep. we've got that fixed got that, now. Got that. Got that. Um, and we're going. I'm going to finish up with this uh, now. R- Polish and Russian. Now, what do you call a vampire in Polish or Russian? Oh. I know there's okay, this okay. strigori, but that's not that one, is it? No. This one they call it a a, a Oh, vampire, vampire. Mm-hmm. There we go. The W's are V's. Vampire. Wamp- <laughs> <A> <laughs> so the vampire appears exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 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 vampiri uh, appears exactly as normal humans. Mm. And have a sting under their tongue mm-hmm. rather than fangs. Oh. I'll be checking Uruk when you go home. Mm-hmm. They are active from noon until mid- midday? No, midnight. That, that's not, that's oh, not, they're a daytime they're vampire. Daytime, they're noon until go. midnight. A vampire <laughs> may only be destroyed by burning. When the vampire is burned, its body will burst, giving rise to hundreds of small. Dis- Disgusting maggots and rats and things like that. If any of these little critters escape, then the vampire spirit will escape as well and will return later to seek revenge. These creatures are also called... vis I can't say that word, Renata. What is it called, that word there? Wieschi. Oh, there you go. That sounds really good. Hey, doesn't she speak Polish? Good. ha <laughs> ha. And that brings us to the end of the superstitions of the vampires. We're Ooh. on to W's next week. I can't remember what it is. Uh but I'm sure it's going to be fabulous. But we're going to head off and have a little wee break and then we'll be back with some more unusual stories and more unusual stories. Yeah, that's it. We'll see you.
0: I'll <laughs> we'll see you soon, guys. <laughs> It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And you know
2: that when it's time to go back, it's time to go back. It's time to go back. Mm. So welcome to the second half of the show this evening. And uh, I am going ahead and... Um, going to tell you a little bit about a place called the Mermaid Inn. Oh, we're going to try and get there, weren't we? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. It's I know we looked spot. at it. Yeah. We, we did look at we it. We did look at it. And so it's a great 2-listed historical inn and it's located on Mermaid Street. Mm-hmm. oh surprise. In the ancient town of Rye in East Sussex, southeastern England. So it's just a little bit too far from Tunbridge. To go, we we were looking at it. We but were Tonbridge. Tonbridge, yeah. I think it's a little bit too far. Tonbridge Tombr- is where the wedding is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now it was established in the 12th century and has a long turbulent history. The current building dates from 1420. Oh my God, those dates! I know. It, 1420. It and if you want to have a look at it, um, if you go onto Newcastle Live um, Street Team page, you'll see a picture of it. It's one of those outstanding white buildings with the the Black Timbers, Tudor um, style, Tudor style, yeah, and even better, it has 16th century additions in the Tudor style. But the cellars were built in 1156, and they still survive. 1156. 1156. Wow, the inn has a strong connection with the notorious Hawkehurst gang of smugglers <gasps> who oh, used Did they it. smuggle buddies? They, they did. It <laughs> <laughs> Do we remember when we saw the budgie smugglers? Yes. <laughs> and they had budgies. They had budgies in them. <laughs> that was <is it. laughs> the Jamaica yeah. Inn. <laughs> yes. i got a photo of the real budgie smugglers. I oh, think there God. might be a
1: video coming out that
2: soon <laughs> from <laughs> Cousin Steve. Yes. Yes, they are a real thing, people. Yep. Now. The smugglers Sorry. who used it in the 1730s and 1740s as one of their strongholds. So Rye was a thriving port during this period and some of the smugglers and their mistresses and other characters are reported to haunt the inn. The cellars of the Mermaid Inn date back to the mid-1100s. Second time, And yep. it's believed to be the year that the original inn was built or shortly after. In its original form, the building was constructed of wattle and daub or lathe and plaster. In other words, bits of sticks and mud. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It was a notable alehouse during medieval times, brewing its own ale and charging a penny a night for lodging. I oh, wish they still charged a penny a night. <laughs> in the 1420s, the inn was rebuilt but retained its cellars. It underwent further <laughs> renovations in the 16th century, much of which remains today. Catholic priests who fled from the continental Europe escaping from the Reformation during oh. 1530 oh, stayed in the inn. We've, we've stuck our
1: hands in a priest hole.
2: <laughs> oh, we have. We
1: have. That, that video will be coming out too, i site, The hawk. Oh, the There's oh. cobwebs in there.
2: It was very big. It wasn't big either, was it? (laughs) No, you could just sort of fit a candle in there, (laughs) isn't (laughs) it? Oh, dear. (laughs) The Hawkehurst Gang of Smugglers control territory from Kent to Dorset from their base at the Oak and Ivy Inn in Hawkehurst, but they use the Mermaid Inn as a secondary location. There are a myriad of secret tunnels and a revolving cupboard at the end of the tunnel in the Old Bell Inn Oh wow! in the next street, um, and that would be used by the gang for a quick getaway. (laughs) Quickie! A resident of Rye remembered the smugglers as when the Hawkehurst Gang were at the height of their pride and insolence, having seen them after successfully running a cargo of goods on the seashore, seated at the windows of this house, which is the mermaid, carousing and smoking their pipes with their loaded pistols lying on the table before them, no magistrate daring to interfere with them. The Now, ghosts. Now, remember how you say there's a a, a buffet? A buffet of (laughs) ghosts. <laughs> buffet of ghosts okay yep <laughs> um, this place has a buffet oh yes um, We've got so a menu a menu so room 16 the Elizabethan <gasps> yes. bed chamber they have been men, on many occasions as detailed um uh of uh, by a um, film actress who stayed kiki kendrick is oh, well known yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously she's the kkk kiki incidents kendrick. of a duel being fought in the room and the loser then being thrown down the stairs of the secret passage oh no the body would have landed in the part of the hotel which is now a bar so a night count was set up by a guest a short time ago and movements of swords were picked up and during the night the shadow of a figure could be seen on the film in the corner of the room. A week or so later the guest sent in some photographs he had taken of the room and the same figure could be seen in the corner of the room. Uh, and on late winter afternoons two guests Booked into the Elizabethan bedchamber and then gone for a walk around the town. On their return through the car park, they looked up in at the window of the bedchamber to see silhouettes of people against the closed curtains. Oh. Oh. I have found Kiki. I actually do know her. I sort of recognise that she apparently was in the office. Okay. The British version. So room 17, the King's Mill, on occasions it has appeared to suddenly go terribly cold in the room and the rocking chair in there um, will start to rock for no apparent reason. The chambermaids would only clean the room in pairs as they did not like to be in there by themselves. Um, And I'm not even going to talk about guests sending in photographs of orbs. Gosh, honestly, in a building that... Can I
1: just say at this stage that you would have been very proud of Steve last night when we were looking at our CCTV camera okay. and he was explaining it very carefully to some people who truly believed
2: oh, he, he, there was an infestation he, he did his best oh bless him good on you Steve now room 5 the nutcracker suite <laughs> let's go there for your honeymoon <laughs> night
1: get married and take your new husband up to the nutcracker Oh no. you can put him in his place straight away don't muck about
2: Why would you call
1: Because in England they have the nutcracker soldiers. You know
2: at Christmas time.
1: Take a breath, you dirty old woman.
2: (laughs) Okay, a lady in white has been seen.
1: Of course there's a lady in bloody
2: white. (laughs) If he's got nutcrackers, there's going to be a lady in white. (laughs) Through from the single room across the main room and through the door, stooping at the foot of the bed for the moment. For the um, nutcrackers? For for a moment on her way past. Then there is room 15, Dr Sin's bedchamber. Dr. Sien. Yeah, (laughs) S-Y-N. Right, thank you. Uh, Some time ago, a film crew was testing the strength of the light in this room prior to filming, and suddenly their equipment started to pick up lighted orbs moving around the room. These were not visible to the naked eye. Right. Um, Now, room 19, the Hawker Suite, an American lady sleeping in the single room of the suite reported that a gentleman in old-fashioned clothes had sat on her bed during the night. When he would not go away, she pulled her mattress into the double room where her sons were sleeping and stayed there until morning. Now, there's the Morton Room. And then you know what would happen. People
1: would have been saying, I heard furniture being dragged around in the middle of the night, and that was her
2: dragging her bed. Yes, so the Morton room, recently a gentleman staying in this room reported that whilst his wife was in the bathroom and he was left in the bed on his own, he felt a strange sensation of being oh. kicked in the back and then a sense not of well-being well being washed over him. Oh. Oh. Everything went back to normal in the return of his wife. Yeah, I bet. Oh, now, room one, James, we have lots of reports of a lady in white or grey who has been seen to sit in the chair by the fireplace. Uh, And room 10, Fleur de Lis. Several years ago, a bank manager and his wife were awakened to find a man walking through their bathroom wall and across to the centre of the room. Oh, wow, there's so much going on in this place. We need to go visit. It sounds like we should do a True Hauntings on it. Oh, wow. So, yes, there we go. All of this stuff happening um, at the Old Mermaid Inn in Rye. I think that's a destination. I think it is. All right, we're going to go to a song, I believe. Um, And this is another epic one. You're going to
0: love this. Okay, we'll be back shortly. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live.
2: Oh, welcome back, everyone, and uh, it's time for Anne's Story. Oh, it's my turn. You've left me about four minutes. That's all right. Come back after the song.
1: Oh, I know. I I, I can go on and on. <laughs> but this was an interesting story that I found, and we often get asked about this sort of thing uh, with the work that we do about our pets mm-hmm. and uh, when they they die. Mm-hmm. They go across the Rainbow Bridge, as yes. people like to say. Um, do they
2: come back? Do they, they come back as spirits? Mm. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I've, I have to say I've had encounters with um, animal spirits, so I, 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 I can't kind of say I don't believe it because it's kind of happened. So. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? But
1: there is a pet shop called... Paws and Claws near Dagenham, England, that has apparently got spirits of said animals coming into their store. So they were interviewed by Higgy Pop, the best of all the the people to interview them. And according to Paws and Claws manager, Mike Thompson, employers have been hearing strange and sensing to hear... Been hearing strange and sensing a presence. Maybe hearing strange noises, they meant yes. to say. Mm-hmm. Nothing like checking what you've written before you've um, printed, hey, guys. Um, and sensing a presence in the store, especially during the night. They've all also noticed that some of the animals' toys in the store are moving on their own as if being played oh. with some, by some invisible sort of thing. So... <clears throat> Uh, So Mike Thompson, after the staff at the pet store, began reporting unusual occurrences, said that he could not explain what was going on other than it must be ghosts. So what did they do? They got the Ghostbusters in and they got a team called (coughs) Essex Spirit Chasers to come and spend the night at the shop. Uh, Very funny little side note here, which they, they mention. It's ironically located near the town of Barking, <laughs> which is apparently East London. Uh-huh. So, after consulting with a psychic medium, Gabrielle Rains, the team confirmed that the shop indeed is being haunted by the spirits of deceased pets because the said psychic said it was so. And we know that that means there are definitely so ghosts it is. there. Now, the medium claims that the pets are attracted to the store's location of living animals and the friendly environment that they provide. But they are not the spirits of the animals which have spent time at Paws and Claws, so they must be selling animals as well. Um, before it's not the spirits of those animals being, uh, before they go to their, their new homes. The big claim here is that the shop... Was built on top of.
2: Hmm. What? Come on, have a guess. An oh, in Indian burial. <laughs> <laughs> we in England, Renata. I oh, know, but there's got to be one. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. 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 Uh, a, a monastery? Nope. Mm mm. Um. <clears throat> a pet cemetery? Yes. <laughs> pet cemetery. <laughs> a pet cemetery. Oh, no! They've
1: built no. the pet shop on top of the pet cemetery, oh, and um, who would have thunk? And they are supposed to have the owners were supposed to have dug up their pets and moved them, but they mustn't have. What? I don't know. What it's a it's lot of malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> the investigators determined both, psychically, with night vision cameras. What? Oh. How can
2: you determine something psychically with night vision cameras? (laughs) Maps, people. Maps. Maps and history. You can go back and find stuff That the pets were playing
1: with the toys, knocking over food bowls, meowing, barking. Jeez, they're getting a lot psychically on their night vision cameras. (laughs) Tugging on clothing, leaving paw prints on the floor because they like the friendly atmosphere. atmosphere. (laughs) I'll just put my teeth back in. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> now, it does
1: sound a little bit like an, an ad, wouldn't you think, that, that maybe they're trying to draw some attention to the Could shop? Should be, yes. Um, but the owner is saying no, 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 no. No. But they they're, they have been bringing in pet psychics to do readings for owners yes. of deceased pets, so oh. they've now got a little bit of a sideline. Psychic, yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep,
2: yep. Or, look, do you want to hold on to the rest? We'll play a song. And then Mm -hmm. we'll come back. Let's hope the rest is worth the wait. We'll come back. (laughs) All right. Okay.
1: Come back. So don't go away, people. The pet psychic is coming in. We're getting ready to find out what the dead pets have got to say.
0: Hang on to your knickers. You're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Oh, and
2: we've been waiting with bated breath to find out about this pet shop. Yes. And the, the the psychic mediums have rolled in, the yes. ghost hunters have rolled in. Yes. They've made notes about all of the stuff that's going on. They've they're, found a pet cemetery.
1: They're psychically proving with their night vision cameras <laughs> that the stuff there. But right. I, I've I've may have got you all excited about a different path that this story goes because oh. it's actually talking about if you don't live in Barking City. Sorry, in barking. <laughs> um, you, you, you might not be able to get to these pet psychics. Oh. So they're giving you some advice on okay. how you can contact your, your beloved pets uh-huh. and ask them to give you a sign of their presence.
2: Uh-huh. This now, is like an advertorial.
1: Oh, am I doing that badly? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it. All right, so if you'd like your pet right, to come and visit you... Look for some of the signs that they may be trying to show you already. So some of those signs may be that you will smell them. Mm-hmm. I know we were smelling my dog Coo the other day.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> she a distinct was smell. Very
1: much alive. Yeah. Sure. sure yeah. <sighs> Maybe they had a certain odor to them that mm-hmm. was. Reminiscent, You'd know what it is. Mm -hmm. You may have cleaned the carpets. You may have put away the beds and the toys. But you still swear one day that that smell just creeps in. So maybe that's a way of them letting you know. Pets, psychics say that's a common mean of... I can't talk anymore. Common means of communication. You may hear them. Now, not just a bark or a meow or a tweet. It could be the sound of the nails or the paws on the floor, collars jingling, wheels turning. Wheels turning? Wheels turning? Somebody's got a gerbil. (laughs) Hide hide the gaffer tape. (laughs) Uh, Oh, jeez, this is not going to go well here. Um, So after the wheels turning, panting. Barks, oh, oh, meows, God. or chirps. Oh, God. These are more common than smells <laughs> what? when yeah. you're thinking about your pet. You may feel their physical presence. Yeah. You could be feeling, having them, feel, the f- words, feel them rubbing against you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, people say that they yep. um, feel them jump on the bed. We've got a cat in our room, in our, the Osparatech room where we hold our silences. Mm-hmm. Because people are often saying, I can feel a cat weaving around my legs. Yes. Um, my auntie did die in that room. And it is Auntie yeah. Zell's room. <laughs> I think Renata just battered coffee, Auntie Zell does like to um, poke Renata occasionally and say, clean up the house, Anne. Um, sorry, are you right there, Renata? Yeah. <laughs> I think she just choked. Anyway, you may feel them um, rubbing against you, pulling on clothing, licking or rubbing your face. This is starting a little bit... <laughs> Weird. Oh, yeah, Pecking on your ear. Yep. <laughs> or yep. other favourite things. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's important to, they say, important to pay, pay attention and take inventory of yourself. Right. Inventory of yourself. Mm-hmm. You may see them. Yes. Perhaps this is the most unsettling thing of seeing a, a dead pet. Yeah. Yes. I can imagine yeah, that it, it would be. Um uh, but that that's quite rare. So a uh, physical vis- vision is a rare thing. Uh, but it's just them really letting you know that they're okay uh, and just having a visit. And look, also, you may have a dream about them. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be the most common thing. And that could just be a message letting you know that they appreciated you and they're thinking of you.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: But uh, you should never give up the opportunity to communicate with your pet. When they're alive would be good. Yes. Give them all the joy and the love and the pats in the world right now. Uh, So they keep going on about the animal psychic. Say there are ways to let them know that you are open to communication. These actions can also put you in the frame of mind for receiving them. Their visit from the grave... I think if anyone watched that movie Pet Cemetery, they would not be wanting visits from the grave. Mm. So the best way to open dialogue with your pet spirit, Mm -hmm. uh, whether they are buried in your yard or a pet cemetery or you've kept their ashes in your home, it can be a special place for both of you. As the owners of pets and Paws and Claws can attest after finding the shop is built over a pet cemetery. Holding a favourite toy or visit a special place or both. Taking a toy or a leash to the dog park just might do the trick to trigger them to come and visit you. Write about them in a journal. Uh, It could help trigger a dream that you have about your pet and let them know that you are thinking about them. Uh, Meditate. Perform a ritual. This is this is the opposite of thinking about a pet. What are they talking about now? Or oh, meditation, or lighting a candle, or incense can help clear your mind and make space available for the spirit of your pet to visit. Have a tarot reading, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had somebody come in for yeah. a tarot reading for um a, a beloved pet? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We've had people come to the seance parlor. Yes. Specifically to speak to their pets. Yes, we And have. it really caught us by surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, they brought something with them, I think. And um, I can't remember. I think you gave the letter of the – or it's out the letter of the name of who it was. Mm-hmm. And they've gone, is it such and such? And it's gone, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, they've gone, oh, you drowned in the pool. Do you blame us? And we're going, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but – They got their closure. It was good. Um, Using a trained assistant to help you make your connection to the spirit of your pet can often help get beyond the apprehension or the mental barriers you may have about it. Both are common and have helped many people send, receive messages across that rainbow bridge. Pets are important parts of our lives. Yes, they are. Don't ignore feelings or actions that indicate that yours may be trying to contact you. And the experts say it is a good thing for you, your deceased pet and your new one.
2: Mm, Yeah, that's true. So Virginia's uh, sent us a message and she says we have a spirit of a cat in our house it loves to jump on my bed at night and I feel it turning around curling up into a ball and sometimes I feel it scratch itself. And Maxine says, I had a cat once and he died in the house I lived in and my other cat used to play like he was there. Uh, it sounds like a herd of elephants the way she used to run around the house. Aww. Oh, see, that's that's beautiful.
1: And uh, just out of interest for those people who have said that, do you find that that's actually a, um, a good feeling, that you, you sort of give you a little bit of comfort knowing that they're there and um, near you?
2: Yeah, look, I, I think people who uh, want to connect with their their beautiful fur babies um, have the same sort of feelings uh, as, I, I know for some people that's hard to understand, as a loved one who has passed, just because for some people, the animals are their whole life, well, absolutely another child. Yes, well... I we know of a beautiful lady that
1: recently lost yeah. her her cat yeah and that that was her child and he died very suddenly way too young from an illness which hit quite quickly yeah and that they say that the loss of a pet in that
2: situation is equivalent to the loss of a child in your life absolutely absolutely yeah um we had to take days off work when our dog's had passed we, we were an absolute mess yeah so yeah, absolutely, and uh, and you went to the doctor. I remember going to the doctor and saying, um, you know, we need a couple of days off because our dog has just died. Uh, I had bright red eyes at that stage. He looked at me and said, "Yeah, okay, I'll <laughs> do that." Yeah, <laughs> I'll just put down conjunctivitis. <clears throat> <virus. laughs> We're
0: going to go to a song, and we'll be back shortly to wrap up the show. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Now, before we finish up tonight, we went to the movies. We did. Um, and this is going to be something that we do um, on a regular basis, oh, Anne. Is it? Yes. I'm excited. Yes. I never get to go out and do things like that. No. I just go and hang out with dead people on old dusty buildings.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Um, so we went to the movies and we went to see the Pope's Exorcist with we dear did. old Rusty.
1: Rusty. Yes, now for those who don't know what this is, I've got a little summary here for you. Inspired by the actual files of Father Gabriel Amorth, AMORTH, Chief Exorcist of the Vatican. The Pope's Exorcist follows Amorth as he investigates a young boy's terrifying possession and ends up uncovering a centuries old conspiracy the Vatican has desperately tried to keep hidden.
2: Oh, I bet it's got a lot of things it's hiding down in those oh, cellars. no, the
1: Vatican wouldn't be
2: hiding anything, Renata.
1: Oh, oh sorry, Teaster. I'll just no, I'll no, refrain. No, no, we
2: just behave. I'll refrain. So...
1: Did you enjoy it? Oh, I liked it. I thought I had a, a great time. Oh, I liked it. It, I, it did get a little bit crazy at the end. Oh, yeah. Little it's bit Hollywood effect-ish yeah. type you know,
2: thing. A bit over the top and a bit, a bit wild. I, I said to you, I, th- I think the producer just threw his hands up in the air and went, "Go for it!" Yeah, just whatever. We've got budget left over. <laughs> yeah, We've got, got a heap of budget left over. Just do some special effects at the yeah, end. Yeah. So it's a little bit far fetched at the end,
1: but uh, dear old Rusty, he uh, had to speak in Italian. Yes. So he's obviously had to learn it. Italian to do this movie Mm -hmm. it wasn't too bad I know to an Italian uh, speaking person it would be very jarring for them to listen to it Mm -hmm. but um, because I used to sing in Italian Mm -hmm. uh, he actually didn't do too bad a job Mm -hmm. but I loved the character he developed Mm -hmm. about uh, Father Gabriel Mm -hmm.
0: I I
2: hope I hope that he did actually have a wicked sense of humour. He did.
1: I have read one of his books, uh-huh. and it was a long, long time ago, and it it was good because uh-huh. there's a little That's little. Nodded, have you read my books? Have you read my books? they good. <laughs> they good. Yes. And he has this little wicked laugh, and yep. he's characterised it really well to make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the. Exos- the, the, the possession of the
2: child. What did you reckon of that? Oh, this kid deserves an Oscar. He, the, the evilest face you've ever seen on a little child um, is just, yeah. He's, he's, he's just perfected
1: it. He's the little slight of a, a, a child you have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he is riveting. Mm, he's really good. Yeah, I'm just trying to find his name. Um, oh, here he is. Peter D'Souza. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good. I wonder if he's done anything else. I always get. I'm on IMDb. I don't know if anyone's uh, heard of IMDb. It is the international database for actors and you can look up the movies and um, see who was in it and what other work, because sometimes you're watching a movie and you go, I know that face I know them from somewhere, Mm. so you look it up on IMDb and uh, it will tell you what movies they've Mm. been in I'm on IMDb Mm. Maybe you you are too because you've done some work
2: Now, the thing about this movie is it's not a stock standard horror, so there aren't any sort of jump scares or anything, so if you're going in to see the horror or something like the exorcist it's not that it's something quite different and i think it appeals to a wider audience
1: renata oh
2: they spot my name they've wrong, your name wrong. Oh, but you're there dearie me
1: you're renata daniels
2: mm. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, look, if you want to go and see something, uh, is it suitable for the whole family? Oh, no. No. No, but then people say that they want to bring their seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds to ghost tours, and no, no, no. So, um, yeah, adults, I would say. It's definitely an adult movie. adult movie. Adult themes.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I liked how they had a little little go at the church occasionally. That mm-hmm. made me a little bit happy.
2: Mm. Mm, I'd say that's rusty <laughs> And I, I,
1: that. I don't want to go too far into that because it will give away maybe some yeah. of the, the plot line yeah. that's happening there. But um, just listen out because there's little jabs and digs in there. Mm-hmm. But they've got the old priest, which is mm-hmm. rusty.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They've got the young priest. Mm-hmm. And um, I love yep. their, their, their scene where they're confessing their sins. Yes,
2: yes. <laughs> Yeah, don't say anything. I'm else, not saying but, anything um, else. It is good. It's it's good. Yes, yeah. it's entertaining enough for everyone. So if has anyone else gone it? to see it? If you've uh, let us know what
1: you think, um, yeah, Catherine is saying that his books are good, so he, he's a bit of an author as well.
2: Yeah, he's written a few. Yeah.
1: Oh, he's Maxine, by others. the way, said that she does find it comforting to to hear the yeah. the sound of their animals around the yeah. house as well. Hmm. So what have we got coming up this week, apart from the fact I'm counting down day by day to our trip?
2: Um, I think we've got another Ghost Hunting 101 um, at the end of this week at Maitland Jail. Uh, I think it's sold out. Yes. And... um,
1: and how's the the all nighter looking because i know that you had one ticket left oh,
2: i had two tickets left
1: and now you put no i think you put an extra one on so yes. somebody could come with a friend yeah um, that that is coming up for the 6th of may mm-hmm. um, we have ghost hunting 101 on friday night we have miss porter's apparently on tuesday on oh, oh, tuesday saturday night yes, we'll, we'll be, be back doing that here one. Oh, I'm doing that one, am I? you doing that
2: one. Oh,
1: do I have to go and Oh, no. I've got to go and open up those I'll, freaking doors. I'll, I'll lead you through it. Don't worry. Oh, Don't they've got worry. alarm systems. And every time I have attempted to open up the, the house, I have set off all the alarms. Now
2: you know how I feel. It's terrifying. <laughs> I know. I'm,
1: I stand out on the street because I refuse to go in there. Uh, I I can't deal with it. No, it'll be fine. It'll It'll be be fine? fine. Okay. I'll let you know all about it. All right. Right, what else we've got coming up? With I think we've people have been asking us for the seance parlour and Look,
2: for... Tomago House, guys. Tomago House, Saturday the 29th of April. Um, we've still got a, a, a massive tickets left for Tomago House. Where can they find the tickets? Um, we will have them up on all of our pages tomorrow. So Newcastle Ghost Tours... They're not there now? Um, well, they probably are. you would have to go and dig for them. But, um, yes, Newcastle Ghost Tours. There are still two tickets left for the all-nighter. Um, So, yes, 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 yes. Dubbo gel is all sold out as well. So, um, yeah.
1: Now, is it too soon to dig out the uh, suitcases and
2: start packing? Never too soon.
1: Never too soon. Now, I'm going to have a go at you here, Renata. I have just gone over to your Newcastle Ghost Tours page... And there are no events there. You do not have a tab for events. You got posts about more videos, photos, reels, mentions. There is no tab
2: for events because someone's going to show me how to put that tab up the top. If you press one of the buttons, the more I think, and it it will come up with events, which you can then click onto. Maybe people haven't booked tickets
1: because they can't find
2: it. (laughs) Doing the best. I'm technologically. (laughs) I will help you. Defunct. So anyway, and we've got cousin
1: Steve. He can come help us too. All
2: right. We are going to Lady Gaga um, to end off the show tonight. We thank you for being here. Happy Easter to you all. God bless you all. We'll see you again next week. God willing. We're putting lots of gods in tonight. God, goddess. Yes. Stay frightfully good, everyone. Be
0: frightfully good and. See on on the dark dark side. side. Bye everyone! Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm only on Newcastle Live.